ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 proudly present The Killer Bees. Definitely fan of The Killer Bees. Don't sweat the technique. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here comes the fastest three hours in Houston sports radio. Here's Joe Blank and Jeremy Branham. Oh, hell yeah. You about to get all stung up. He's Blank on Branham. We're broadcasting live East River 9. Food is great. We're inside the, the uh, River House, East River 9, the nine-hole par three golf course. It's up. Uh, pickleball going on on the outside. Beautiful day. Live music about to start. They were just tuning up the guitars. That's really good. How about that? Listening to a little live music with the guitars, a little cold beer. Sounds like a good Friday night to me. Uh, live sunset. music tomorrow. Yeah, sunset Skyline. too. Hurry. Yeah. Um, also, let me show the Texas game here, of course. Inside the Riverhouse Sports Bar vibes, uh, great time. We saw the Altuve home run in Game 5 of the ALCS here. So uh, swing on by, whether it's tonight, whether it's tomorrow, whether it's all weekend long. So we made fun of uh, Joe. I think this – I can't remember if this was Monday or maybe Blankers was – I cannot remember. It was Wednesday. So Okay, so it was Wednesday. We were making fun of Joe a little bit about – he threw out the idea of Casario going back to New England. Yep. Which, I mean, Jason Lockin <laughs> 4 wrote this story. I wasn't, I, I wasn't here for that. Uh, whatever. Yeah, so maybe it was money. It doesn't really matter. So Jason Lockenforma, the general calls him Jason No Conforma. It's true. He is Forma. I mean, Jason Lockenforma is probably the worst he, in the business. He works with the Washington Post now, no longer with the uh, NFL Network. But Jason Lockenforma, or his alter ego, Jason No Conforma of the Washington Post, mentions that Nick Casario would be open to a return to New England. They talked about openings at the head coach spot, uh, the general manager spot. Uh, Law Confora had this to say. He said, also, his departure, talking about Belichick, says his time is done. His departure opens a general manager spot in New England, and I continue to hear that Texans GM Nick Casario would be open to a return to New England if such an arrangement could be worked out. Uh, Quote, he'd go back there, trust me. One GM said. So let's keep in mind that it is Jason Locken for and his alter ego, Jason No Conferma. Let's keep that in mind. But here is in the Washington Post the idea that Joe threw around on Wednesday or earlier this week that Nick Casario could be an option in New England. Well, I think look at the track record of Robert Kraft, period. And even if it's under Belichick because it's worked. As much as the tree maybe maybe doesn't succeed across the league all the time, when you look at the fact that uh, Mayo might Gerard Mayo might be the leading candidate to get the Patriots job if Belichick leaves, if you look at the fact that Bill O'Brien went back, if you look at Matt Patricia went back, if you look at the fact that they like guys that have been there and done that to come back and try to do something else again or do it again. And I think that it would make a lot of sense because they know that in that level of trust, all in the family kind of thing, as it went for the, all the success of the dynasty of the Patriots, Nick was a part of that. He wasn't calling all the shots, but maybe it's time for him to be able to do that. He would probably be comfortable doing that because he's familiar with the organization, the ownership, the area, all those kinds of things too. And it seems like most guys, as much as players complain about the grind of playing for Belichick, it seems like administration, coaches, those guys like their time and, and enjoyed their time being in New England. It makes a lot of sense that they would want him back. You would hope that the Texans and Cal say, no, we finally got a good thing going. We're not going to let him go. We've got him under contract for three, year, three years more and hopefully more than that. The, the, he's under contract for the next three years. So, like, the Texans could play hardball here. Uh, the Texans could force draft pick compensation uh, for Nick Casario. I mean, they could play ball with the Patriots if they wanted. So that is important to note that Casario is under contract. Yeah. Uh, the Texans don't have to let Nick Casario leave. In fact, if 
Patriots wanted to offer a first rounder for Nick Casario. I wouldn't say no to that. Uh, the, uh, now I that's, mean they have that's a top a pretty big ass. No, a first rounder is, but as a second, like if they no. really want Nick Casario, as a second, look what Sean Payton went for. Like if they're if they're desperate for Casario to return home and Casario's open to it, I, draft pick compensation is very much on the table. Now, not not a top three pick. Let's not be stupid. No, but a top thirty six pick. Yeah, maybe maybe or maybe it's even like a third. Like I don't think that the draft compensation would be major. But if you're under contract. They're not going to just let him walk for free after he's built this team. Now, I would question Nick Casario's intelligence if he walked from the Houston Texans. Like, what are you doing? Like, you finally have a good head coach. You finally have a franchise quarterback. You have an organization where the arrow's pointing up in a very major way to going to New England that's a dumpster fire, one of the worst rosters in the NFL, that needs a major overhaul. They're going to give you, what, a five-, six-year deal that might not be enough time to completely turn it around, and you still need to find a franchise quarterback. Now, you're picking high in the draft where you maybe you can get Caleb Williams and Drake May, but rookies bust all the time. Who in their right mind, after signing an extension that has pretty good job security in Houston now, where a year ago he did not, right. again, let's let's you see how quickly things change in sports. 365 days ago, everybody wanted Casario. Most people wanted Casario fired. Now other teams want him, and people in the city don't want him to go. Let's let's you know, let's, things happen quickly in sports. But if Casario were to leave all of that, I question his intelligence. I know he's a Boston guy, or he's from the Northeast. I understand that's a return home. I just don't understand why a general manager with any sense at all would leave what is a good thing. Yeah, m- money, comfort, money matters. You know, being comfortable in your situation to go where you a place you've been. But you're right. If, if we look at who is the architect right now of this turnaround with the Houston Texans, yeah, D'Amico's going to get credit for that too. But I think that Nick Casario now is getting his flowers and being in the discussion for executive of the year. All these different things mean that you keep rolling with the ship that you got righted that is starting to catch some wind in its sails and is really starting to sail smoothly as opposed to I'm taking two steps back and starting exactly where I started in Houston, but now I'm also following a legend in so many ways to where what the old adage is always you never want to follow a legend and be the person that takes over for the person that did a hell of a job because in most times it doesn't go well. And you're right. Their roster sucks. It's a tough situation from a personnel standpoint, from a quarterback standpoint, from just a morale standpoint. I think it would have to be a whole boatload of money for him to want to leave. And then the Texans had to, from a Texans perspective, who do you get to replace him? Because if you feel comfortable, you could find someone else to who, keep it who going Who would you forward. want? Ah, man, that, that's a tough question for me. Because guys I've wanted in the past are now kind of on the back nine. Um I mean, for me, it's like, if, like Adam Peters' name I would want. Yeah, he's the guy that they brought up right when all the Mike Lombardi stuff was going on when he was saying that Casario was going to get fired, right? Mm-hmm. That, that uh, if he got fired after the draft, like maybe Peters is who D'Amico would want to have come in. Like, and Ian Rapport did go on the NFL Network pretty mu- pretty quickly after this story came out and was like, expect a lot of familiar faces to return if there's big changes, but Casario is not one of them. So this was out yesterday, this story, right? So, yeah, Rapport so, oh, really? went on NFL Network today. I said, haven't seen it really make a lot of traction. Yeah, he said don't expect Casario. To me what that means, though, is that with this like story, like big picture with the Patriots, like these other GMs who are throughout the NFL that have Patriots size, yeah. that they might be – like Kraft is, Kraft is just going to be calling all of them. Yeah. Like, and he's going to get one of his former guys who's had success elsewhere – you know, bring them back to New England and rebuild that culture with or without Belichick. For, for what it's worth, I think the story is just flat out wrong. I think it's flat out wrong. And for the GM to be like, oh, trust me, he'll go there. Like, maybe if he was unemployed, like maybe if he didn't have a job, maybe if he got fired. Or if he was still on the hot seat. 
Or if he was still on the hot seat, sure, but maybe on the hot seat without a contract. Like, he's got a contract. Yeah. He can't just leave the contract. We've seen that teams are willing to get by that, and you mentioned the Sean Payton situation. Yeah, it would take compensation. Yeah, it would take compensation for sure, but, you know, is Kraft willing to do that? I think if he gets one of his guys, maybe. I think the answer to the other question in terms of who do you get to replace him, someone that D'Amico likes a whole hell of a lot because I think that Adam Peters. That, 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 would be, that would be the answer, and I don't know exactly who that would be, but I know that you're going to make sure that whoever it is is in complete lockstep with your head coach that has been so great in his first year. The, also, the, other, the other part of this, too, is like okay. there is additional compensation that has to be. Like I'm not playing. If I'm the McNair family, Robert Kraft can call me, <laughs> but any penny that I had to pay you or the NFL for tampering, tampering charges? Yep, yep. Yeah, did they, they did drop those, right? Did, I don't remember yeah, if they, they dropped them like, or not. They, th- they threatened it, and I think they were going to like see it through, but then they had a conversation, and then they, they dropped those fine. charges. I don't think that they were. Yeah, I could was, be wrong on that, but I don't it was think Jack that they were. Who, got tam- who was tampering. Yeah, I think they, they, th- they were like, we're going to file tampering charges with the NFL. I think they took the first couple of steps, but that was dropped before it ever yeah. saw, and I don't think there was ever actually a judgment I, on yeah, that. I could be wrong, but I, I don't think so. I thought there was money or something kind of fine for the organization. Honey Glaze Branham said the Texans should file a tampering complaint. Really should the to even just the score. Do it. Just drop <laughs> it right re- now. We don't know if there was any tampering. We don't know if there was any tampering. It's funny, but no, no conforma. He could just be making it up. You don't know that. Uh, Three seven eight zero says some people like a challenge. Yeah, some people like a challenge. Some people he's like had, job security. Some, he's he's some people like to get the credit that they feel like they've already deserved by being the architect of turning this whole thing around. The Texans could wake up on Sunday or Monday morning looking at their 2024 schedule and add teams like the 49ers and the Chiefs to it. If they have a first-place schedule in 2024, you have your challenge. You were with a franchise that has accomplished nothing. They have never been to an AFC title game. They have obviously never been to a Super Bowl. This is the challenge. Replacing Bill Belichick for a franchise that has largely failed time and time again when he's not at the top of his game, like, it's still not the challenge that this is. It might be career suicide. Like, yes. yeah. <laughs> like, like you, you take a five-year deal in New England, and you one of these quarterbacks you draft this year is an absolute bust, and you you struggle in replacing Bill Belichick. It could be career suicide. Yeah, like you want to be Theo Epstein. Like you want to like he won in Boston when they hadn't won in ever in so long. Then he won in Chicago. Like. Nick Casario could win in Houston and take the Texans literally to a place they've never been. If he goes yeah. to New England and gets them back to a Super Bowl, that's a good point. What does it matter? Yeah, what does you, it win, matter? you win a Super Bowl. You're the architect of a Super Bowl winner for the first time in franchise history. You're, you're like you a do God. it in New England, and it's like, oh, that was last week. You know, kinda. it's like, what's your next Super Bowl? Yeah, how quickly are you going to do it? Is he already again? now the most trusted general manager or in, in Texans history? Mm, that's no. a good question. I would say no. Casserly, guys. Rick Smith, Casserly, no. It'd be, it'd be Rick or uh, it'd be Rick or Nick. And we yeah. literally like is it is Nick Casario to blame no. for Derek Stingley and like taking too much risk week one of the NFL but it, season? But, you know, you're right, Joe. But it's a very <laughs> low bar. Like, I know. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, let's, Nick let's already in the conversation. Just because of this season alone, he might have elevated himself into the conversation as the best general manager in team uh, history. It's I, too I, early. I, I still, I still give Rick the nod. Absolutely. Rick, Rick had some sustained success. He had multiple playoff appearances. He's had the deepest runs in the playoffs. Let's let's keep in mind he also drafted a franchise quarterback. Now it went wrong after he left. I, I think Rick's still pretty head and shoulders above Nick. I would say that Nick's on a path to surpass it, though. Like, we think he should surpass it, right? Rick also was the one that brought brought in Brock Osweiler. Sure, yes. And and his mid-round picks were not great. Okay, let me counter that by saying Nick Casario is the same guy who traded a six-round pick for Ryan Finley and hired David Culley. 
So, yeah. like, <laughs> the, I can play that game, too, with Nick no, Casario. But, but I'm, I'm just saying, there's arguments to be made against everybody on the list. Uh, absolutely. Now, if Nick does not pass Rick, we will look at it as a major disappointment. Mm-hmm. Because he should... With D'Amico yeah, and with everything's Strong. lining up. Yep. 713-780-ESPN, the HRMP listener line, 713-780-3776. Killer Bees broadcasting live from East River 9 on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. All right, let's make the call right now. Let's make the call. Texans play tomorrow. Would you rather be home for Cleveland, at Buffalo, or at Kansas City? Pick your poison. 713-780-3776. Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Guys, before we go to the break, tell you a little bit about protecting your biggest investment for most everybody. That happens to be your house. And if you want to protect it, do the right thing. Make sure that it lasts longer, has that hard shell on the outside. i got to tell you about Allstate Siding and Windows. Because, yes, their windows are top-notch, and their windows do so much. But you want to talk about the whole exterior of the house? Let's talk about siding for a second. Because if you're remodeling, no more painting, staining, and repairing your home. You have that solid protective outside shield when you have the the siding from Allstate Siding and Windows. Siding is quality. There's a lot of selection, massive selection of colors and quality products. It's energy efficient. You can save on your electric bills, and you can save a ton when you make sure that it's insulated and it's siding and it's taking care of that outer layer of protection. They've got all kinds of specials going on, too, and they're the best in the business. Mary and her family, almost five decades of service to the Houston community, all in the family legitimately. Mary takes care of everything on the business side. Her brother's out there. He came to my house, and he evaluated everything for me. I'm telling you, this is the local place you want to do business with. Check them out today. It's AllStateSidingAndWindows.com. Call them. Have them come out to your house. See what they can do for you. 832-204-1936. That's 832-204-1936. AllStateSidingAndWindows.com. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. We control the spice. The worm is the spice. The spice is the worm. Return you to the Killer Bees live from the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios at East River Nine. Here are your bees, Joel Crank and Laramie Cranham. He's blank. I'm Brad. I'm East River Nine. Business picking up on a Friday night. Beautiful evening. Beautiful evening with the uh, the backdrop of the downtown Houston skyline. One of my favorites. Sun setting right behind it. The pickleball court. Where matches are being had. The golf course, nine holes, par three, where bets are being won. Full driving range. Joe, can I mention that you're having a beer? Yeah. I mean, they want to out you, you know. Oh, I'm drinking. Joe's having a cold beer before he listens to a little live music. How many beers did you have yesterday on your birthday? Oh, uh, not that much beer with heavy wine and espresso martini. Judge all you want. Espresso de- martini. Judge been, all you want. You've been wow. delicious. You've been watching too much Vanderpump. They're delicious. You've been watching too much Vanderpump. Judge Stay all up you all want. night because it got you all juiced up. Judge all you want. They're you know, delicious. You know who has good espresso martinis? Who's that? Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage. Oh, that's right. The very best. Yeah, I do espresso not. Espresso martinis. I, I'm not afraid to admit my love for, you know, girlier-ish drinks. I need and not ashamed. Yeah, from, and and coffee and shows. Yeah, coffee, Vanderpump yeah. rules. Yeah, from, Vanderpump super white only, girl coffee. Only time that I'll go uh, white girl coffee. Only time that I'll go girly alcoholic drinks is I'm near a body of water. That's fair. Only time, only time. With the I, umbrella I, and the fruit. Only time. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Very very rum heavy. 
Oh, for sure. But that's the only time. I can't have it like if I'm near land. Near water changes the game for whatever reason. <laughs> Don't know why, but it does. Uh, Lamont wants to retroactively put you, Joe, on Bad Take Boulevard. For what? He said, I hate when people bring up the first place schedule. The place in the division only determines two. He meant games, but he said another word that I can't say on the air. So he says you shouldn't bring up the first place schedule because it only determines two games. That's, on a well, team's- first of all, that's factually incorrect. It's it now three now, it's now because three it's game games. seventeen. Yes. So uh, yeah, I know it's not that different. So three games, but it's it's three games. Like it, it is different. Like when you look hey. at playing, you know, the Eagles or the Cowboys, the Chiefs. Like you're playing very good competition next year when you add those yeah. games in. Couldn't be those two teams, but I see your point. I see well, your point. Three good teams versus three bad teams could be the difference of being in the playoffs and out of the playoffs. Sure, sure. To your point. And the schedule matters, point. as we knew, because we knew going in how soft a schedule they were going to play. They took advantage of it. But yeah. next year they're not going to be in that same in that same position. They could be. They could still finish third. Um, but still, well. The 17th game I still confuses me. I know that it has a strength of schedule element, but doesn't it, does. it also have, like, a rotating divisional no, no, element? So, so next year it is the – so next year the three question mark games are, of course – the AFC North, yeah. the AFC West, and next year it is the NFC East. So, it, so that the the division that you play in Game Seventeen, yes. So that that is predetermined for the year. Yes, it's predetermined. Okay. It's and, and it rotates See, every I, year. So, for example, if you win the division or you finish in the same spot as the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys and the Houston Texans sure. will play next year. You will in I mean, Dallas. You said Cowboys and Eagles. Well, because it could be one of the two. Still, it couldn't be both. You're right. Can't be both. Yeah, couldn't be couldn't be both in the same yeah. division. So the so the seventeenth game is not a straight up strength schedule game. AFC NFC. There is a set division going into the year. Right. Yes, going into the year. You know ahead of time. You yeah, can look so at it years in advance. Seventeenth game always confused me because of course you have like the rotating division in the AFC, the rotating sure. division in the NFC. It's why you play the Cowboys once every four years. So it's possible to play Dallas more than once every four years. Yes, it is. Yep. It's just based on it's because it's based on the previous year's finish. But like, it, it, the maximum amount would be twice in seven years. It sounds like I think so. Yeah, I think that's the maximum amount. It, yeah, because like which, next year you play the NFC North and then you play it would have to, the would, NFC East TBD. And it would have to hit just right. Yeah, exactly. It would have to hit just right. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Seven one three two. Hey, Killer Bees, Branham Blank and George. Houston Texans GM Nick Casario is in a job George. secure situation with the Texans right now. Why would Nick Casario leave the rebuilt Houston Texans I don't to know. go to the clown prince of sports radio, Paul DeLance, dumpster fire, New England Cheatriots, wow. false dynasty, oh, the would be asinine, gold football emoji, normal football emoji, clown emoji, Paul <laughs> DeLance catching strays in a five. Right now, Paulie's listening. Night. He's calling this guy out. He knows exactly who it yep. is, and he's cussing. Uh, Paul Gallant's on a float in a pool of water, drinking heavily right now. Probably. Oh no, he's probably just doing what I did, which is rewatch his Stroud boys invade Indianapolis on January sixth video he put out today. <laughs> that was like, that. I can't get enough of it. <laughs> Parker or uh, Tucker Paulson. Tucker Paulson was at it. Five one six two. What happened to the Texans? Tie. They're eliminated. Their playoff. Their season is over. Their season is dead if they tie. Uh, so who would you rather play? 713-780-3776. Assuming the Texans win tomorrow, which is a big assumption. Texans are favored, but you know what happens when you assume. Uh, home for Cleveland, at Buffalo, at Kansas City. Those are the three most plausible scenarios. There's a Buffalo-Miami tie scenario where if you win, you would play Miami. That requires a tie. That's weird. It's complex. It's confusing. It's unlikely to happen. Home for Cleveland, at Buffalo, at Kansas City. Pick your poison blankers. I want the home game. I want the home game against a team that you've already seen, uh, against a team that 
I guess you would assume that Cooper's been dinged up a little bit. He'll be fine. But you know what, what they've tried to do. You saw what they did against you the first time. You're at home. It'll be an environment that favors you. I think that the other two teams scare me a lot because of the fact that Buffalo could be the hottest team in, in the AFC coming in. They, 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 they've got Since they got Cook more involved uh, and, and made the change with the, the offense, they have looked like a totally different team. It's righted Josh Allen in a lot of ways. To where Josh Allen in, in people's minds were in the it was in the conversation for MVP. Um, I think the Bills scare me as the hottest team. I think the offense is just scary with Miami. Period. Their defense wouldn't scare me as much, but their offense. When you're talking about Waddle and Tyreek Hill and, and the way that Tua has orchestrated everything with the the mad scientist at the helm, I think that scares me too. I, I like I, Kansas City is interesting, but I, I mean, in that that's a tough home environment for Kansas City. That's a loud, raucous environment. It's still Patrick Mahomes. I'd take the home game against the Browns. That's where I'm at as well. I'd rather have a, a home game than anything else. Uh, Kansas City looks to be pretty flawed, and I know that Flacco just torched you, just torched you. It's Joe Flacco. But Joe Flacco, <laughs> Pat Mahomes, or Josh Allen feels like an easy answer. Yeah. I know Flacco's hot. I know Flacco looks elite yet again. But you get Flacco at home, or you get Mahomes at Arrowhead, or you get Josh Allen in Buffalo. Miami is if it's This tie. feels obvious. Yeah, I just went through that scenario. I know, I, know I did. I'm just, I'm just yeah, reiterating. That's what, Miami that's what, I'm just saying why I mentioned Miami, too. Yeah, Miami's a long shot. We require a tie between Miami and Buffalo, and, of course, you still have to win. You have to win no matter what. Uh, home for Flacco over at Josh Allen and at Pat Mahomes. I feel like it's an easy answer. It it's an easy answer. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's definitely Kansas City is choice two. Like sure. over Buffalo, but it's definitely the home game versus well, Cleveland. Because when you factor in weather or anything else, you're also factoring in Buffalo's super hot, and Kansas City looks like the wheels are starting to fall off, and they're not going to figure out the receiver situation overnight. So you know that if you you put a little extra uh, emphasis on Travis Kelsey, that you're in a position where it should make sense for you to stay, to, to take Kansas City. You know so, Rasheed Rice is 53 yards away from breaking the Chiefs rookie re- record for reception wow. arts? A little surprising, huh? He's starting to figure it out. He's a good receiver. He's the best one they got. He so, is the best one they got. Outside of Kelsey. Well, let's just assume Jacksonville wins then, and you, so you can't play Cleveland. So it's at Kansas City, at Buffalo. I'd yeah. rather play Buffalo. I'd rather play Kansas City. I'd rather play Kansas City. I'd rather play Buffalo. Really? Josh, yeah, Josh Allen can throw three interceptions in a single game. I know. That's a good point. That's a good point. Can, Josh Allen can hand you the game. Yeah. Pat Mahomes hasn't been perfect this year, but Pat Mahomes but isn't going to hand you the sorts. game like Josh Allen can hand you a game. They still, they still win, though. We're like talking about a, a division champion. Think of the games that they've lost late in the season now that they should that the, the old Chiefs teams with Pat Mahomes wouldn't have lost to when you lose to Denver, when you lose to the Raiders, when you lose games that you should be winning uh, and you look like you're completely out of sorts with Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. I just think that momentum matters, too. I think Buffalo's so hot right now. I think you're putting way too much stock in a win over the Patriots, which they should have lost. But like, I think you that's don't not like Josh Allen. Them. No, I mean, they beat the Patriots by six and were awful. And Josh Allen was terrible in that game. Yeah, so, like we're, give, like, we're giving them credit for a win and continuing the momentum. They were lousy. They were one of the worst teams in the NFL last week. They were just slightly better than the Patriots. The only argument, I think, like, really against like really against Kansas City, and, and maybe where, maybe the answer should be Buffalo, for sure, is that... The Houston Texans have been getting torched all year by tight ends. And, like, while Travis Kelsey has not been good, I am not interested in seeing Denzel Perriman versus Travis yeah. Kelsey in the playoffs. Oh, I think all three of those tight ends are good. Like, Kelsey's better than all of them. But, but Kincaid uh, and, you know, Kincaid's good. I think Kincaid's good. Yeah. Like, I think Kincaid's a good football player. And uh, Njoku, I think, is a good football player. He's really good. I mean, the thing about Buffalo that's interesting is, like, since they made the offensive coordinator change yeah. with Joe Brady, they have gone heavily towards James Cook. Yep. And it has made life so much easier for Josh Allen. That like, 
So if you kind of if you played Buffalo and you shut down the run game like you do open up the mistake prone Josh Allen. Which is what the Patriots did last week. Like yeah. the Patriots kind of took took Cook out of that game a little bit. Like he had less than fifty yards. And Josh Allen went fifteen for thirty with an interception against the New England Patriots. Oh God, the first quarter and a half of that game, it was they were struggling to find a completion and they were struggling to find a first down because I was flipping back and forth. I was like, this is awful football to watch. Two eight nine four Kansas City is the obvious choice. They're most <laughs> vulnerable in beating KC and KC would go so far and exercising some demons from the last regime. Uh, Brandon T., I'd rather play at home versus Cleveland. Home foot advantage, recently played them, so you have a better idea of what they want to do. Get Stroud back, and I think the Browns are due for a lawsuit. It'll be such a different game. Like, everybody was out in that Cleveland yeah. game. 3-3-1-2, uh, home for Cleveland is a revenge game for what happened a few weeks ago, plus a win against anything involving Deshaun uh, would make it that much sweeter. The other thing, too, is if you eliminate Cleveland in the wild card round, your pick next year, because you own Cleveland's picks, better. Because it's uh, staggered you control, based on you when you're your destiny. You control yeah, your and destiny. And the big there. thing, too, from his, CJ didn't play the first time that they played him, and I think that that immediately changes the outcome of that game or the potential outcome of that game as well as all the other things that were mentioned. 713-780-ESPN. BZ Money. We hand out some winners next. Killer Bees broadcasting live for ESPN, from East River 9 on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Hey, right now I want to tell you about the good people at at Daisy, and Daisy specifically producing dips for the big games coming up in sports. The fact that you don't have to. When I grew up, my mom used to always make all the food for all the big watch parties, and the fact is that she had to go the extra mile to get the French onion soup mix and the sour cream and get the spices just right to create the dips that everybody loved. Now you don't have to do that. You just go to your local grocery store and you get the Daisy dips. They've got ranch. They've got the French onion. They've got everything that you need to be a star in your watch party because those chips are going to just be drenched in all the good taste of those dips and you don't have to really slave at all uh, behind the stove or in the kitchen to get them done check them out today go to your local grocery store you know you got the college football playoff coming up you know you've got the big game in february and all the playoff football coming up around the corner and whatever other sports you like to watch make those watching parties way more enjoyable get yourself some daisy dips get the french onion get the ranch and thank me later they're going to be an absolute fantastic add to your watch party ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Planet Unicorn, hey. It's the prettiest shade of pink I've ever seen. All right. It's time for you to see how easy it is to take these guys' money. Are you threatening me? Let's get to their picks on BZ Money. Time to hand you out some winners. We do it each week with BZ Money. Blanker's been on a roll. We, we didn't play the Texans game last week. Blanker's wanted to. Blanker's, what are you, like 6-0 and in your last six games? No idea. Yeah, right. No, um, <laughs> seriously, you guys like to make me your whipping boy and all this stuff about okay. me How can you make somebody a up? whipping boy whenever you're you're congratulating them yeah, on sarcastically. success? sarcastically. You do it a lot. I said you're 6-0. I'm, I'm like, I'm... I'm propelling you. I'm saying that you've been doing a great job. I'm not bringing you down by saying you're 6-0 and in your last six. That's silly. All right, let's play some BZ Money where we hand out some winners. Blankers has been hot. Can I say that? Sure. All right, Blankers has been hot. Blankers, what are you leading off with today? I'm going to lead off with the home team. Let me give you the record real quick. That's my bad. My bad. My bad. I didn't mean to interrupt you. My bad. My bad. We're up $700 this year. $1,710. We started off with a $1,000 bankroll. We went 3-2 and two last week, but we are up money. Thanks to Blinkers. All right, what are you leading us off with today, Joel? I, I like the Texans. I like the Texans going to Indianapolis. I like the fact that they're going to be healthier on defense. I like the fact that they're going to stop the run. I, I, I think that, you know, CJ is – no moment is too big for CJ. I, I like the fact that 
They feel like they, they got their swagger back, and I, I just I love everything about them going to Indy, getting this win with everything on the line, knowing that they need to win to get in. I trust in him more than Gardner, Gardner Minshew. I trust in them to stop the run and get their run going, game going a little bit, and I trust in C.J. Stroud no matter what, so I'm going to go with the Texans. The Indy's getting a point and a half at home. I, I hate this place so much, and it has nothing to do with the football part I of get it. it. Because I, I agree with everything that you said uh, for the most part. To me, I'm not playing this game because I don't like betting the hometown team. Uh, that was my biggest especially, reservation. Especially in a huge game. The jinx factor. If I had to play this game, if somebody said, if you don't play this game, I'm going to squid game you and you're eliminated. Well, then I would bet the Colts side of it because I want the emotional hedge. I can live with the emotional hedge. I can, if I bet the Colts and I lose, great. That's awesome. That's outstanding. That means the Texans are in the playoffs. Uh, so... I don't hate the game aspect of it. I don't love the emotional aspect of it. Uh, I, but you also won playing the Texans last week, so you're kind of hot playing the Texans. So I don't like anything about it, but I tend to say okay. Hmm. I'm going to say no. I think we should start a new trend oh, this is a in good, which ooh. Blank gives the Texans. We That's deny him, but the Texans I can still see win. That. We're doing I it for the Texans. Because, you know, honestly, it's not. For the love of the it's, team. Yeah. It's all about, like, everything, like you said, about the game. I agree with. But, like, when I look at six panelists on ESPN and then seven panelists on the NFL Network, and it's just Texans, 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 I'm like, they're always wrong. They're always wrong. So, like, I can't, I can't, I can't let us be part of that, guys. I'm I'm totally, I I support that. I hope, I hope you're right and we don't win. Last week, Blankers picked the Texans. We did not allow them to play it, and the Texans won. We're starting a new trend. This should be a tradition. New trend. Because we care about the fan base. Mm -hmm. Because we care about the fan base, we're going to poo-poo on Blank's betting of the Texans and pass. Yep. No, absolutely not. Until it doesn't work, it's a new tradition. Sounds good. So I believe in the emotional hedges. I think that it's smart business because if you win the bet, cool, you won the bet. If you lose the bet, well, cool. It's favorable for the team that you root for. So that's why I'm going to pitch Jacksonville at Tennessee. Jacksonville is giving three and a half points. Trevor Lawrence, don't know if he's going to play. Trevor Lawrence, who knows if he plays? I, I bet he would play. Is I Levis think he's going to play. Levis is not playing. They've announced Ryan Tannehill as the starter week 18. Uh, I think it was Ian Rappaport tweeted it out, said that the, it ends a promising rookie year for Will Levis. His words, not mine. So because of the emotional hedge, because I want Jacksonville to lose, I'm betting on Jacksonville. Give me Jacksonville going on the road, giving three and a half points to cover the number at Nashville against the fraud Houston Oilers. I hate the way Tennessee played a week ago. I like the fact that Tennessee's at home. I trust in Tannehill in in one game as a veteran against the Jacksonville team. It depends a lot on if Lawrence plays or not. I'm not a big fan of this game because I think Tennessee could easily fold up their tents and go home, uh, and Jacksonville could cakewalk this. But I'm open to going with the, the emotions again because I, I can feel that same vibe. So, uh, Joe, I'll leave it in your hands. You know what? I, I, lo- I like Jacksonville, and part of it is what you just said there, Blankers. I think Tennessee is going to you know take their ball and go home. And we talked about Casario going back to New England. That's the wrong person we should be talking about. I think it's Vrabel. That's who I'm curious about. He was brought up yesterday as well, going back to New England. He'd have to get traded for. Yeah, and like leaving Tennessee. So I, I'm good with Jacksonville minus three and a half in this game. Vrabel for Belichick. Who says no? Uh, Tennessee. <laughs> so much betting. I, I think they do too. Let's go thirty. Thirty. Let's go 30. Put a little bit more at stake for an emotional hedge. Fair. Uh, Buffalo has been one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Uh, I think. Uh, I know last week wasn't great. New England played terrible. <laughs> we just I know. Had this conversation. I know we did. Some fraudulent um, win. But 
The Miami Dolphins are getting healthy, and I believe in the Miami Dolphins. And I think this game's at home. Did you say the Miami Dolphins are getting healthy? Yeah, aren't, isn't isn't Mostert and Waddle playing this weekend? I haven't seen the status of those, but I do know Bradley Chubb's done for the next twelve months. Well, so. Yeah, I meant like what matters. He was playing to that in a hundred point game. Offense. Well, Tyreek Hill did return because his health isn't he- healthy, but yeah, he needs uh, he needs some bonus money for that new house. Yeah, I don't know if Mostert's in Waddle status. They're they're questionable, but like the belief is at least one's going to play. play. I mean, with so much on the riding on the line in terms of that, you got to believe they're going to give it a go. I like Miami plus two and a half at home. Home but dog. They, they've already clinched the playoff spot. That's true. So, like, what is the how important is the two seed versus division, playing yeah. on the road in the wild card? Like, how big is home foot advantage in the wild card versus road field disadvantage? Yeah, I I don't know. Like Buffalo's a winner in. Like Buffalo has to win. Which is desperation. I, I actually up I, when I looked at this game, I hated it. I didn't want to pick it, but if I had to pick one, I'd pick Buffalo. The the <laughs> Buffalo side of this is so interesting because if they win their division champs, if they lose, they're eliminated from the playoffs. What? Like, it's, it's it's weird. It's really weird. No, they can still be the seventh seed, but it requires a tie, doesn't it? No, it does not. No, as long as uh, I've got it here. My simulator going right now. I got Buffalo as a seven seed playing Miami next. Did week. Jacksonville lose in that scenario? No. Pittsburgh has Pittsburgh to lose. Pittsburgh has to lose, and they play the Ravens, who are arresting everybody. But they have a Pro Bowl quarterback, they Jeremy do. Tyler Huntley. Pro Bowls matter. I heard that yesterday more, too. More, more interceptions that and touchdowns. Second. Okay, so are you guys flipping this on me because I was so, told we could do that. This I, to me, no, I'm not going to flip it. I'm not going to because like this to me is a major no play. I faded this I game. Yeah. I don't want to play okay. this game. Period. I'm not going to no flip play. it on Buffalo because I actually have Miami winning this game by three. Okay. I have my, I have Miami beating Buffalo because I, I I don't really believe in Buffalo, and I also think that like everybody's talking bad about the Dolphins. Oh, they're awful. They can't be good teams, and like this is the week they do, and maybe ruin Buffalo. That's why season. I like Miami. Yeah, I just don't like it. I don't I don't like it enough. And, and Buffalo definitely has way more to play for. Like the the Bills could potentially be playing for their playoff lives, assuming the Steelers beat Baltimore Saturday tomorrow. Whereas Miami's already clinched a spot. No, it's true. So I just don't like this game. From like I don't know where the mindsets are going into it. All right, Blankers. All right, my second game is a, another game where you got a team that has everything on the line in Tampa Bay, and a team that is already folding up their tents and going home faster than anybody else in Carolina. I know Carolina's at home. I know they're getting four and a half points. Tampa Bay needs this game. They're in a dogfight in the division. They're they're trying to to get into the playoffs. I think Tampa Bay is going to absolutely come out with all guns blazing. Baker's played a lot better than a lot of people want to give him credit for. Mike Evans is going to have a big game. I like Tampa Bay to cover the four and a half at Carolina. Agreed. Last time they played, Tampa won by three at home. I think Tampa's played a lot. Has played real. I, I think the, the stakes matter great, too. But like, I part of it's like I love Rashad White so much. I think Tampa sucks. Really? I think Carolina sucks way worse. I'm on, I'm on the Tampa side of this. I'm on the Tampa side of this. I think Tampa's yeah, I offense like, has yeah. been sneaky. I mean, look, they blitzed the Packers. They hammered them. Baker threw for 300 and some ungodly. He had four touchdowns. And, and I think they're capable of doing that against a Carolina team that wants to go on vacation. Yeah, I think they're capable. Like, I'm on the Tampa Bay side of this, so I really don't want to, like, argue not the Tampa blah, 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 blah. I, just, I think Tampa's very mediocre. But I do think mediocre is far better the than the worst team in the league. So, yeah, I like Tampa's side of this as well. So, low. Um, 30? 25? What do you, what you call it, Blankers? I, I'd say more. Than, I'd say at least 30. Let's do 30. 30? It's fine. Okay. Yeah, at least 30. Well, because we've already got two games we're not playing. So Second game I will pitch is kind of the same uh, idea and premise of what Blankers is saying here. A team that needs to get right, playing for some stuff, and a team that's going in the other direction thinking about draft. Uh, Philly going on the road against the Giants. The Giants actually kept up with Philly a couple of weeks ago in Philly. But Philly jumped out big, and the Giants kind of fluky got back into that game. The Eagles need to figure some things out. They need 
of flip momentum. Uh, it's a six-point number on the road. I feel like Philly wins by double digits at least. I think they win this game by at least ten. I have no problem betting Eagles pretty big. I think so, too. I think the Eagles know now more than ever before that no one believes in them. And they believe that they've let their opportunity slip away, just like they let the division slip away. And they're going to make a statement. They know that they've got it. They got to win just to have a chance to win the division, no matter what Dallas does against Washington. And I expect them to blow Washington out. I think Philly's got to have the game. I think the Giants, when you watched what Tyrod Taylor did last week, and the fact that he had an easy pitch and catch situation with Barkley to try and beat the Rams. I think they're looking at draft picks. I, I think the Eagles win by at least a touchdown. I'm all over this game. I love the Eagles. 40. Deal. Sure. I'm in. $40. All right, the last one. The Blankers versus Joe Special. <laughs> this team's not playing for any draft picks because they already have the number one pick locked up. But Matt Eberflus, Luke Getzey, Justin Fields are fighting for their jobs. I'm taking the back. The Bears plus three, winning Lambeau for the first time in five years. Jeremy, this is all on you because I hate this I game. I just want Joel to agree no, no, with no, me. Which, which side do you like, though? See, the thing is, is I never I, – I, you know my and, my and my record sucks with anything with the Packers this year. Yeah, see, that's what I'm trying to gauge. Yeah, I, I, that's why I don't even want to get into it because I know that in my heart of hearts, I really feel like the Packers, they lost with, a, with the playoffs on the line a year ago to Detroit. I could see them doing it again. Obviously, I don't want them to, so I'm staying out of it. Do you think they're going to win? I don't believe in Jordan Love. Man, so Joe's usually pretty good about handicapping his Bears. Blankers are usually pretty bad about I handicapping your Packers. Yeah, you're right. And you think the Packers are going to lose. I got a W last so week. You guys told me I was wrong, and we won. There's contradicting things here. I actually think the Bears win this game. I think the Bears go into Lambeau and win this game. I think the Bears ruined the Packers' season. Uh, Packers have been ruining the Bears forever. And I think the Bears are playing forever kind of good. and at least a day. I think yep. the Bears are playing kind of good football. Like they, this is. I, there's I think no the denying Bears, that. I actually picked the Bears' money line in this game. I picked Bears money line in this. I, I, I didn't even take the points. So I took I. Bears money line. So I'm actually on the Bears side of this as well. 25? Uh, that's 20? Cool. That's cool. 25, 25, 25. All right. All right. So we're on Jacksonville minus three and a half. Kind of an emotional hedge there for 30. Uh, Tampa Bay giving four and a half at Carolina. Chicago getting three at Green Bay. Philly giving six at the football Giants. They are the four games that we're on this week. All right. Every Friday we conclude our show with all the mean things that you said to us throughout the week, whether it's the tweets, whether it's the texts, whether it's the twitches, all the mean things you said to us are Car Wreck of the Day presented by CarWreckTexas.com. That's next. Killer Bees live from East River 9 on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, the only sports radio on FM in Houston. This is the Car Wreck of the Day brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. All right, it's time for all the mean things that you said to us. He's Blank on Branham. These are uh, mean tweets, texts, twitches. It's how we conclude uh, our show each and every week. Uh, Alex Alex has the wrong day, but we'll say it anyways. It's, a mean, it's still a mean thing to say. <laughs> it is a mean thing to say. Alex has car wreck of the day. Uh, Joe for drinking his fruity drink. Whatever. It's not really fruity, though. No, like, it's, it's not. It's, it's caffeinated. It's espresso. Can yeah. I ask a follow-up question on that? Do you guys like coffee ice cream? 
Yeah, I do. I don't. Oh, see, I do. I yeah, like I coffee do. proper. My wife loves anything coffee flavored. Coffee proper. I don't. I, I like yeah. coffee <laughs> proper. I don't like. I don't like coffee ice cream. Yeah, I, I do like. It's not. It's never my go-to. Like, I probably wouldn't even buy it. But if it's there, and somebody's yeah. like, here, you want something? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I love coffee yeah, ice I'll take some coffee Better ice Better than bread pudding. I'm not a big coffee espresso, or, uh, espresso martini guy. I really don't like martinis very much. Uh, I don't know if that really matters in an espresso martini. I, I feel like it doesn't. I feel yeah. like it doesn't apply. So there's probably not olives in an espresso martini. No, no, no. That's why I don't like martinis. No, they put chocolate. They put, like, the, uh, I hate beans. olives. That's right. On top. Yeah, I hate olives yeah. as well. I, I, the, the coffee uh, tequila. The, coffee, the, the tequila-based coffee yeah. drinks are really good. See, the so Valencias good. will do their espresso martinis. They'll do one with uh, tequila and uh, yes. one with vodka. The one with tequila is amazing. Yeah. I like that a lot more than the one with the vodka. That's we had a so buddy good. of ours that worked for an alcohol company that had a just a, a phenomenal coffee tequila that was so that was so good, to, easy to drink. I bet. All right, here are the, uh, the other mean things right that you all said You're to at the us. bar, Joe. Uh, dude, and he's referring to Joe when he says. I'm dude. assuming like 80 percent of these are about me. No, this one's it's it's you're you're in the sentence, but it's not about you. Okay. A dude took off the day of work because Branham is so annoying. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Can you confirm or deny that's why he took off work, Joe? No, I can't. Can't confirm it or can't deny it. Both. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll appreciate that. Uh, Toof, Toof is uh, Josh Beard, Beard on right. tw- on our Twitch channel, yep, Twitch.tv/slash/ESPN975. Toof is so bad, the Air Force made him get a radio job and sit on his behind. The battle with the stairs is even winning. <laughs> Beard's wow. on a lot of these today because Beard claimed that he could beat up Dan Campbell in a fight. And then he chopped off part of his finger. With a, yeah, yeah. knife. The, the, the whole domesticated Josh, the domesticated is winning. Beard is 0 for 3 in his last three fights. Yeah. He lost a battle with a staircase. Stairs, knife. He lost a battle with his socks. And he lost a battle with a knife. He's yeah. 0 and 3 in his last three fights, and he thinks he can beat up Dan Campbell. Uh, if Josh, same guy, had any experience fighting, he would know how tired you get in one or two rounds. He has no chance. He's too fat. That's kind of mm, mean. That's, there. that's very mean. He and is fat, taking though. personal shots. He's fat. He's lost a lot of weight since he I'm started fat. here. He's, he's fat. He called himself fat today. I'm he? fat. He called me fat. What? I think we're all fat. It's true. Wait, you're trying to lose. They were talking about Lululemon and how Josh. They don't make sizes for Josh and I. Apparently, I wear. Uh, I wear. I have some Lululemon pants. Raheel. I have some Lululemon. He's an endorser of Lululemon. I can barely fit in them, so maybe I'm not as fat as I think. Depends on the cut. Although that button is fighting. That it depends on the fight. cut, too, because they're more like those slimmer fit yoga pants. I have no idea what they are. No, the minor dresser, minor dress pants. Uh, that button can beat up Josh Beard in a fight. It's true. Because I see that button fight each time I put them on. A tooth, again, Josh Beard, is a glorified stewardess. Oh, because of the Air Force? Yeah, I think it's training in the Air Force. Oh, that's mean. It, it was, was mean again. It's kind of disrespectful to our military. Yeah. Too. The Air Force was taking some strays with Josh Beard. That's kind of a typical, though. They're not as good as the Army and the Navy? Yeah, you see a lot of that reaction. Really? I guess I'm not that uh, familiar with it. Who plays in the last game of the season? Army, Navy, Army, right? Navy. Yeah, what about the Air Force? Well, don't they all play? Don't they play for yeah, like, but, the military cup? But isn't Air Force like more Army a legitimate Navy. program True. during the year? Eh. I mean, Army's be. been the most significant in the last few years. Really? True. I thought yeah. the Air Force offense Air Force, was so tough to plan for. Uh, and Air I mean, you can say that about Navy and their triple option. Army does a lot of triple option too, stuff, too. Air Force started this year hot, and then it all fell apart. Like, they were top 25 for a bit this year, and then it all fell apart. Army's been the best armed forces football team in the last 
five, seven years. But Air Force had the coach that was a hot commodity for uh, everybody. You're talking about Bronco Mindenhall? No, he was at BYU. No, the wasn't it a Hawaiian guy? Uh, I mean, if you don't know his name, how hot of a commodity I, I was mean, he? I mean, you guys know college football better than me, <laughs> but I know that he wore, He was the Hawaiian guy with the visor that was had Air Force playing really good football for a couple Are of years. Are you talking about Ken Niamatolulo? I think you're thinking of BYU. That's the Navy guy. Oh, is it Navy? <laughs> All right, well, well there's one at BYU, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Josh is trained to hand coffee to the pilot. Okay. <laughs> uh, somebody on the Twitch earlier said, I'd slap the half-breed out of Branham. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> oh. That's aggressive. <laughs> yeah, but I kind of respect it. All right. It's going to do it for us. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Texans play football tomorrow. Thanks, Thanks for coming to out, East River Chewy. 9 for having us out. Always appreciate the hospitality. Thanks to Joe George for doing the hard work. Uh, thanks to Brian McDonald for doing the uh, harder work. Did I say Joe or Brian? I don't know. He's blank. I'm Brad. We'll talk to you on Monday, Houston. Good night, everybody.